0: welcome ladies and gentlemen this is season two of swanson versus Shrew, where the office meets parks and rec you like dwight you like ron you like andy dwyer andy bernard you're in the right spot zach weiss ryer smith here to give you the lowdown on both shows share opinions and bring anecdotes of our experiences we hope you enjoy That's right, ladies and gentlemen. We are back. This is season two, episode one of Swanson versus Shroots And by the end of this season, Ryer will actually be delving into the full battle of who is better, Swanson versus Schrute.
1: All right, sounds good. I'm ready for it.
0: Ryer is ready. We're nearing the end of September, folks. We are, believe it or not, it's been 70 days since the first episode of the pod. That just tells you, Ryer, how fast the time is flying
1: right now. Yeah, I didn't even realize that. It's a lot longer than I would have thought. That's awesome. But here we are, you
0: know, and starting with season two today, I'll be doing things a little differently. And we're still going to be bringing on guests. It'll be just Ryer and I for today. We're doing both shows as content for the first time, but we're starting it up with Parks and Rec and Left the creative side to Ryer this week. Picked two great ones, and the first episode was called Two Parties, Ryer. Uh, What what a time to be in Ben Wyatt's inner circle.
1: Yeah, for sure. This is one of my favorite episodes. They, you know, get into Ben Wyatt's bachelor party, and it starts out pretty boring, and then it turns into – a fantastic episode where everyone gets their own bachelor party because none of them have ever had one because they've had terrible relationships or are not in one. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, no, that that's absolutely for certain. You have Jerry who's somehow been married uh, and somehow has the best looking wife on the show. I, you, you never understand the origin. We, we think we're going to get the origin in this episode, but we don't because no one wants to hear his stories. I, <laughs> There, there's so much to it I agree but I, I really like how it started where they're just like doing whatever Ben wanted which was just like I want to play board games and drink beers and they're like oh is it a joke he's like I'm not kidding and he said that in the most Ben Wyatt voice possible and what we learned Ryer is when it, if, if you have a game night and Ben Wyatt was real you don't want to challenge him to Catan if you don't want to end up drunk and angry <laughs>
1: yeah for sure and I mean honestly that doesn't sound like the worst night but doing it for your bachelor party I probably wouldn't uh, you know that probably wouldn't be the route I went no (laughs) but yeah and also the other thing about this is like I'm a uh, board game guy I like playing board games but it's honestly super boring to play a board game or like it gets frustrating to play a board game when the other people aren't as into it as you are. So, you know, and obviously none of them were.
0: Yeah, No, I, I completely get that. It's kind of like, right. You're organizing three on three hockey, but you're the only one that's interested. They're just there for bodies. Yeah, for sure. Exactly. And we started off in the basement with Ben. That sounded sketchy, but that's all right. <laughs> And then we go to Tom's after the great idea from the great Chris Traeger. Yes, the great Chris Traeger is going to transcend. It's going to transcend nicknames by the time we're done today, honestly, with with how much great he did in this episode. Tom Hammer's idea, Ryer, was to take them to this, I don't even know if it's posh or wannabe posh or just fake fancy. Instead of drinking beer, now they rub scotch in their hands to get it. They, they do flash shots of vodka and they smell other things to get drunk. I, I, I really didn't understand it, but th- that's a very Tom Haverford place.
1: Yeah, for sure. And that was the question I was asking myself the whole time is, is this actually, does this actually have enough alcohol content in it to get you drunk or is it just like, you know, like a, uh, what do you, like beer battered chicken or something where, you know, it tastes like beer, but it's not getting you drunk. So I don't know. But yeah, it was very Tom Haverford of him. And it was not the place for Ron Swanson, that's for sure.
0: No, he wanted like, I'll take a scotch, please. And it's like, okay. And he sticks out his hands and like, what is this? And the guy just starts rubbing his hands together. (laughs) <laughs> uh, he was not having – and it led to a – we're going we're gonna to go in sequential order. It led to a great line in what I thought was the best part. I mean, there's a lot of good ones still to come. But you have a favorite part from that? I mean, that, that's probably it, but from Tom's party before we thankfully got the heck out of there?
1: Yeah, no, I mean, I'm thinking I can do a power ranking of their bachelor parties after this, but that one, honestly, for me was probably – uh, the worst maybe, but we'll see as we go on here. So, uh, okay. we can, we can move to the next one. On to Jerry's, which, you know, for me, if we're
0: ending the party, you know, I'm totally fine with this. I'm not putting it in the middle of the rotation. It's gotta be at the end. I will get an X, 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 L size. Even if that's like $25 for, for one cone, but Jerry Gergich, Larry, Gary, you know, he Jerry at this point. He decided they should go to an ice cream parlor and, every so they're starting to talk and jerry's finally starting to say some things and everyone just as usual right they they don't let him talk (laughs) He he doesn't care at all
1: oh yeah and the best line from the uh guy who owns the parlor where he drops the cone and gives it to him and they're like that was fast or something along those lines and he goes yeah i always got one made because he does it every time most most times when he comes in it's uh 50-50 50, 50 shot he's gonna drop the ice cream, and then the other thing I'm thinking is what is the time frame of this bachelor party because you're thinking board games at night drinking beers so like what's the earliest they could have done that like six seven o'clock by the time they go to this other bar you know and usually bars like that Tom Haverford would want to go to probably aren't open till and this is completely absurd it doesn't matter that's why it's a TV yep. show but you know, the timeline is way off. Like, you got to get ice cream first. Ice cream places close at, like, 7 o'clock.
0: Yeah, I'm thinking that they must have – I don't know. Yeah, so we think – here's the time clue that we have, Ryer. If you go to the end of Ben's, they were going to call it a night. I mean, they weren't even eating dinner yet. They were just having beers. So, you think it's about 7 or 8 when they start. So then, let's say they're there for. I'd say they probably played for two hours before they got bored, maybe two and a half. So that takes us to about ten ten thirty. They go to the bar. I would not guess they were only there for about twenty to thirty minutes. I couldn't see them being there very long, given mm-hmm. even though it's a fake time frame. So it's about ten forty five when they go for ice cream. But what happens at the end of the ice cream is Chris makes a call to his friend Jim. When we, we have no idea who this Jim is. No, we're not talking about Jim Halpert. Jim Halpert is not gonna make a crossover appearance. This is Jim Ursay. And it's just he, he you know what the funny thing, Ryan? So he's listening to Andy, Chris's, talk about what he wants. And obviously they can't beat the Patriots forty nine nothing and he can't go on the field after. I know you don't even like that. Still
1: can't. Still can't.
0: <laughs> they can lose by that score. Still. Sorry, sorry sorry to Indianapolis and Pawnee which obviously is not really in Indiana but we know it is for all all intents and purposes but he calls his friend Jim they walk through the field and there's Jim Irsay just hanging out welcome welcome to the stadium guys it's all yours what would you do if if that was you with your your team at uh, at Gillette
1: with Robert Kraft oh, man Bob Kraft out there that'd be that'd be incredible and then if you got uh You know, Tom come out at the time, or even Cam now. I don't. It does works for me and Jules. Uh, yeah, that'd be. That is the number one uh, bachelor party out of all of these, right there. Maybe ever. Uh, catching a pass from your quarterback in the end zone of the stadium you watch every Sunday.
0: Uh, and the impressive, he did it this on one try. And you know, you know what the best part was though. In Um,
1: cargo pants.
0: In cargo pants, I think we mentioned this on one of our season one episodes, but a part I love about this, right? Not only does Andy catch his first touchdown, but we flash to Jerry. And I don't remember what he said about Andrew Luck, but he's like he, he just completely told Jerry off as if he was part of the game.:
1: <laughs> Yeah, that was, that was great. Uh, I mean, it's, it's the aura around Jerry, the only place that it doesn't affect him as we see in another episode, is apparently in his own home. So that's a safe place. But once he leaves his front door, it's all over for him.
0: Yeah, as soon as Jerry leaves the house, it, all, all hell can break loose and we just have to let it happen to him. But, no, it, it was great. Reggie Wayne even got in on some of the disses. But the best part of this was at the end of the episode <clears> – <throat> excuse me. I, I think, Ryer, it was a 35-yard field goal that Andy just miraculously gets through and then the episode ends. Like, I, what? Was he gunning for Vinatieri's job, though? Is that why Adam Vinatieri didn't want to be on the show? He didn't want to be shown up by Chris Pratt?
1: Uh, I don't know. I think his job would have been safe at that point in time, but uh, I think Andy Dwyer could probably get a job this year based on what I've seen so far.
0: No, I, I do agree. You know, shout out Rodrigo Blankenship, though. But he's not he's, – he's, he's real. He's never been on a fictional show. So once, once they reboot the show in Pawnee 2 – that, that, yeah, he's he's been good, you know. But all right, then the final bachelor party, <laughs> which this might be the best one. Uh, I mean, Andy's was great, but they go to St. Elmo Steakhouse, and Ron's like, "We're gonna introduce you to St. Elmo." So it's like, "Oh wow, we're going. We're really getting historic here." All right, Ron. And then they go in, and Tom and Jerry. Oh, ha ha! Tom and Jerry. Of course, they put them together in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Tom and Jerry are sitting, and they wonder, this is only a table for four. What's, what's wrong? He's like, this is for Gergich, right? Oh, no, uh, Gingrich. And then he goes to Newt Gingrich. Obviously, you know, Newt Gingrich, a politician. He's like, oh, yeah. uh, classic mix. I He's like, no.
1: <laughs> He's like, no, I'm Newt Gingrich. You're who?
0: <laughs> and then we get to the table. And here's where we we get get back to the alcohol part. Ron had ordered the scotch. Ron's like, I'll take a scotch in liquid form. He's like, "Uh, that's not usually added. Like, you'd be surprised.
1: Yeah, that was a great extra line to throw in there. And St. Elmo's, I mean, talk about the ultimate drunk food. If you're finishing off your bachelor party, you just sit down to a nice steak dinner, which also apparently is open at this point. 2 a.m.? It's got to be me. Yeah, <laughs> that's all I'm saying. Like, what kind of high-end steakhouse is open that late? But I guess when, you know, Newt Gingrich, Newt G- whatever, Gingrich, whoever, is showing up there and, you know, yeah, John New Swanson's Hibbert. coming out, then you stay open.
0: Yeah, yeah I mean, when, when Roy Hibbert walks through and says, it's on me, but, but he says to Tom, you take it away, right? What, what does Roy Hibbert say to Tom when he's like – when he, he thinks Tom's getting – Tom thinks he's getting a free meal?
1: Yeah, because Tom goes like, what's up, Roy? And he goes, oh, no, not this dude. He owes me a lot of money. <laughs> and then it cuts to Tom, and he's like, it's true. I do. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and that also, I think, is a hint of what time it really is. It's got to be two thirty, three o'clock, because, I mean, it, they've done everything. They were at the stadium. They were there a long time. You know Roy Hibbert. Just I, I, we know this is supposed to be in Indiana, so we assume the Pacers played their game early, and it ended at ten thirty because it went to double overtime on this night. And Frank Vogel told Roy Hibbert, "Yeah, go ahead, man. Go go see your boy Tom Haverford, who you don't actually like and used to work for." Uh, I don't know how Roy had had time to work for Entertainment Seven Twenty while playing as an as a, for the Pacers and being an All Star at that time. But point is,
1: wasn't it like? The lot there's a, there wasn't a lockout basketball was there there, there was some off season or something
0: but this season took place in 2013.
1: I thought he says something about when he's at Entertainment 720. Oh like
0: yeah no that that must have overlapped yeah 2011 they had the lockout
1: the season. Okay developed. I think that's what a, I think that's what's said in the episode is he's got to like collect a check while he's waiting or something.
0: Ah that's yep that's right even though but the the best Roy Hibbert part though he yeah. asked to be on the show but okay. Well, we'll close out this episode real quick to shout out to, to all the other parts of the episode. You know, the bachelorette party obviously wasn't as exciting. That's just the way it was written. You know, uh, A- April's classmate was the, was the Abraham Lincoln stripper, Glenn, because of course, that's just the kind of, that, that's just what happens. You see that on every show where it's kind of like in the office, the final bachelorette party where Meredith's son was actually the stripper. So, you know, everyone always knows this. You always, you don't think it through and you always get the wrong stripper. But you, you know how that is. No, we don't. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I guess in those, those you know, tiny towns of Scranton, wilkes Pennsylvania, and uh, Pawnee, Indiana, which you think is a small town at the beginning of the show, but by the end of the show, it's apparently a booming metropolis, so <laughs> I guess...
0: Yeah, maybe there's there's a limited number that you can really get. But bringing it all back, you know, the triple pink from April's class. They use their special hats to dig, and there's so many innuendos. This is not in. We're not making the innuendos. And then just there's there's a lot to like. But shout out Ryer, Ken Hotate. He's the best. I mean, everything he does, you almost laugh at because he's the first part of the episode. They offer him water when he walks in. He's like, oh, fire water? That's a little racist. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. He's one of my favorite recurring characters in the whole show because of we've talked about him before. He's always got these little jokes that he knows he can just hold over to the white people, and it's hilarious every time. So, yeah, he's doing that. You know, they're, they're telling him about the uh, uh, playground or whatever that they'll, they'll have on there for him. Uh, he suggests a casino, but uh, you don't really want that on a public park. Although, I don't know, maybe it wouldn't be, you know, drop the kids off at the swing set and then you go and place your bets on the football games. I don't know. Yeah, it's not the, not the worst thing. I don't know. There'd be a lot more dads taking their kids to the playground.
0: That's very normalized. The mom, the mom's showing up, you get a little suspicious because they might – They're this isn't trying to be, you know, reverse, you know, not trying to be sexist there, but – they're, they're more likely to put their money into other things, generally speaking, than the dads would be, based on what we see in the characters on the show. All the moms yeah. be worrying about everything, and the dads are just clueless at all the town meetings. So. Oh,
1: exactly. I'm not saying this in the context of real life. I'm saying in the context of Pawnee, Indiana, where everything is a stereotype that... <laughs> You know what I mean? They're gonna go get a paunch burger, be 300 pounds overweight, and go gamble on football instead of watching your children. Because that's just what happens to Pawnee at this point in time. Uh, but, anyways, yeah, he <laughs> makes a firewire to comment. Uh, Leslie makes the terrible mistake of trying to bury fake art- artifacts to save the uh, park from becoming a paunch burger. Or was it a – yeah, paunch burger. And then towards the end, you have the meeting where uh, he – well, and then Leslie obviously tells him, and then you can take it from here, Zach, on the last meeting of the show, which is another great uh, (laughs) scene from the the leader of the Wompok.
0: Yeah, the leader of the Wompok tribe, Ken Hotate, in essence – once it's finally all good and Leslie gets his trust back, or if he ever if he even lost it, they're like, you know, let's do a tribal dance to, to celebrate, you know, and, and he's going to give it to, and they decide, obviously, that Jeremy Jam, the worst <laughs> on earth, do it first. And so they have, you know, they have the hat, the tribal gear. Puts, he's like, it's not right. I, I can put this on, right? You're not gonna it? No, not at all. And he puts it on and he's like, you racist. <laughs> <laughs> Debating.
1: So he's like, I think it looks good. He's like, take that off. This is incredibly offensive. Uh, and that's basically
0: where it ends. I mean, real quick, I'll rank and then you rank, Ryer. We've we've been through everything. So number one for me is Ron's given a celebrity encounter. I mean, there's just so many lines I loved about it, and they bring it home. Also, shout out to Chris for getting the best best man trophy. That was cool. Um, Andy. Is well-deserved, well-deserved.
1: Well deserved. Well deserved. Well
0: deserve and put it on a plaque hang it in the loof. you know like I, I i'd want him throwing mine i mean I, when when that day it does whatever year that is when it comes i'm gonna call chris trager i'm gonna call rob will be like hey can you be chris trager for a couple of days Maybe you could help my brother out with this planning like boom a chris Traeger bachelor party
1: you know what he would say to that zach he would say that is literally the best <laughs> idea anyone's ever had <laughs> which he
0: said four different times in the episode <laughs> But bringing it back, uh, Ron's first, Andy's second. I'll go Jerry's third, because ice cream's great. I'll go Ben fourth. I mean, it's only beers. Like, there's no no variety. Like, what if I wanted to drink something else when I played? It seems like it was a beer night specifically. And then Tom's, because I don't want to smell tequila or vodka. I I don't want to smell it if I'm going to drink it. I don't want to smell it. I don't want my nose to taste it. You, you, eat, you eat and drink with your nose, Ryer, but I don't want my nose to actually <laughs> take it from my mouth. Because unless you, you – the only way that happens, Ryer, is if it's going to get into my – is if you laugh so hard while it's going down that it ends up coming out through your mouth, reverse of when it would come through your nose. That's it. So that, that's why it's last.
1: Zach, I'm gonna just give a little insight there because I know you're not uh, a big bar guys. I already feel like I'm wasting money at the bar. I can only imagine how I would feel if I was at this bar, how much I would feel I'm wasting my money. So anyways, I gotta go power rankings for sure. Andy one. Yep. And then Ron two. And then uh I wow, I'm blanking on the name for three. And then NRE? Jerry, no, Jerry 4, Ben, ben 3, sorry. Get Jerry, ben wow. Nice. Beers and board games sounds pretty good to me.
0: That's fair. It
1: doesn't sound like a bachelor party. It sounds like a Friday night maybe with yeah. some buddies, but, uh, and then Jerry 4, uh, I mean, he just went to an ice cream shop. I, I could go do that right now after we're done recording this. And I'm not really that big of a sweet guy anyways. And then easily, like I just said, Tom five.
0: <laughs> that you know, I've I've done. I've had several. I have a friend, a friend in the city, uh, New York. That every time I go over there, you know, it's he, he's already the king of board games. He has at least three hundred there. You play a new one every wow. time. So I've had plenty of those beer and beer and board game Friday nights after a broadcast. And you know, it's it's nice. It's a nice way. You know, you call it. You 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 basically drop everything else and you just get right. And I don't. Th- I haven't won much. I'll say that. But it's not as bad as losing to Ben. As I come close. Mm-hmm. He, he can attest to that. And maybe we'll bring him on as a guest later. No no name drop yet. Staying yeah. on. but so we may. I, I'm gonna talk to him and see if we'll get him on this season. Just Sounds just good. to talk about that.
1: Sounds good. All right.
0: So we're on to topic number two. Not gonna spend too much time here. I mean, so I've been debating Thank God. <laughs> Spending
1: time yeah. watching the episode was too much.
0: <laughs> I was not loving the twenty nine minutes he spent on this. Because in some shows when the, on Netflix or, or Hulu, when they're 30 minutes, you usually get two minutes of credits. No, sir. No, there's only 30 seconds of credits in this one. So you have to watch all the way through. This is The Office UK with David Brent. I'm not even – that That was terrible. But David Brent, the, the original Michael Scott, the show aired from 2001 to 2003. You can tell by the angle of the close-ups and how off it is the time period, whereas we had, we had this, we had these crisp shots of people and they were talking and breaking the fourth wall on uh, the office itself. But Ryer, we had not a huge name cast to my outside. We had Steven Merchant as Augie, who I don't think we saw in the first episode. He's listed in the cast. Obviously, you know, Ricky Gervais as David Brent, AKA Michael Scott 1.0 and Martin Freeman, the Hobbits playing as Jim and I mean one thing I did kind of like though is I see how they modeled Jim from how I saw him because right the same hair and even though Martin Freeman is looks nothing like him the way the hair did the, the, the way they dressed the way they sat the way they acted obviously it's a we're gonna find it a little less appealing given the British accent because we don't see that as much in our daily lives so it's not as relatable but I didn't like how Martin Freeman and Jim kind of were the same guy with, you know, the uh, we had the stapler prank right away. So,
1: over to you. Uh, I was like the that Leo uh, meme that's been going around where he's like pointing at the screen. That was the only guy I was like, oh, I know that's Jim because the <laughs> hair. He looked just like him. So, yeah, I mean, I guess it's kind of nice even though – It's different roles like mixed around with the characters because I think, obviously, Jim isn't Jim. He's the assistant regional whatever initially uh, with Michael Scott, and he's kind of just a regular guy in this one. But, yeah, the accents – I mean, British accents don't always deter me from a show. Like, I watch Skins. I like that show a lot. I've seen – I think Queen
0: is a great one, too, if if you've never seen that.
1: Uh, I think I started to watch that one. I don't know if I loved it, but yeah it's yeah, it's obviously like a bit different humor because there's more you know quips to their culture over there than we would get over here, so it was definitely different. It was just it was hard to watch follow everything. I don't know. it seems like it's the same they took that show and brought it to America, and then just made it more goofy and more widespread to a bigger audience, kind of, that one seems like it's a very niche, like it's supposed to be like a darker humor, you know, uh, cringe humor type show, where it still is in the U.S., but it's more, I don't know, flamboyant, I guess, you know what I mean? More colorful. Yep. It, yeah. Yeah. I guess that's my thoughts on it.
0: No, <laughs> well, my my issue was, I I'll, I'll try and keep I'll, I'll try and stay as straight and late as I can, and by by that I'm gonna try to just keep keep my keep going. I just feel like I could just burst out at any time laughing, talking about this. But we see Dwight, right? The the original Dwight. Yeah, I couldn't tell.
1: Gareth, <laughs> right?
0: Gareth. It, Gareth Keenan. It took me okay. five minutes to realize it was Dwight. Because well, first off he looked like he was a teenager.
1: It was the clothes. I could tell by the suit was, jacket. It's the was suit, suit jacket. The brown suit jacket.
0: It just he I couldn't take him seriously at all. He, he wasn't as funny. I, I think he tried I mean, I like the assistant regional manager quips being the same. I just I did not like him at all. I mean I don't know who the secret woman he's having. I guess okay. It took until season two for him and Angela, but he okay. And it did, I'm not. There's nothing else to even add there. But what I really dislike about this, and look, I actually like the episode. I give it about a seven and a half. I'm not a strict grader, but so that's that's all right for me still. Is we got the intros to everybody, but in the office when Michael introduces, you know, the accountants and the sales reps and everyone, we get names, we get details, and this one. The Jan, I don't remember what the uh, Jennifer, I think the boss's name was, came in Mm -hmm. and they got right to business. We didn't even know she was coming. I like that they had the, they threw the meet the thing in the, they threw the fax in the garbage and he pretended to play it off. But besides that, we don't know the names of the accounts or who they are. There's no other characters going on, and the the moment, again, the office played off of this. It's important to remember this was first. So, obviously, it wasn't going to be perfect. There weren't any shows really like this before it came out. So, this itself was kind of a trial in 2001, which is why it only lasted 14 episodes, my best guess. But they have the – I don't even know what Roy's name was in this version. But he comes, you know, we're starting to see the Jim character go over to, to Dawn, who was the receptionist, the Pam character, a lot, Ryer. And we're starting to see the interaction. Uh, Roy comes in and British Roy, I got to get the names down, but it, it just wasn't, it was more awkward than the regular show because they didn't say a word. Don got up to go do something and they were just there for a minute. It's like a minute of the show, just looking at each other, not saying a word and he just leaves. Some of it just didn't flow to be honest.
1: Yeah, it was less. And that's what I think I mean is, The jokes were there, like the same jokes that we know in the Americanized version, but they don't. They kind of like, I don't know. It's kind of like how I said I don't always like Michael Scott's jokes in the U.S. Like they don't hit for me. Yep. They they don't not hit as bad as some of those. And although honestly, like Ricky Gervais, I didn't mind. I didn't. I didn't really mind some of the things he said. I got like. I don't know, I, he was pretty much the same character, but yep. there was some funny moments where, uh, you know, he's talking to Gareth or whatever, and I think mostly it was just, like, the whole Ricky Gervais, like, the words he uses are funny, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yep. He's like, oh, yeah, this guy's absolutely mental and whatever. <laughs> yeah,
0: the cult, uh, they, got, they got better words. I mean, honestly, the American Dictionary could, could stand to gain a couple of things. But you know you know what the yeah. thing is, though, Ryer. Trying to keep it more on topic today, but the the weirdest thing we see on Twitter is that when someone who you see is from England or you know, they're in the UK or Ireland and they use certain words like trying to imagine how a British person says, it, it kind of reminds me of this where we don't see it a ton. And there are several popular uh, British actors in a lot of po- popular American films, but it, uh, it I guess it's kind of like that, in a sense, when we hear it, because it's like, oh, so that's the word they use for this. But we see it on the big screen, so it seems like it's more
1: mainstream. Yeah, exactly. And some of the moments that I did laugh when he called someone mental or whatever it was wouldn't have been as funny if he called it, you know, called them crazy or whatever.
0: No, hundred percent. Now there, there's just certain terms, and obviously I've I've been sev- several times to Europe, several times to Ireland. A lot of family friends over there, and it's just honestly, when, when I, you know, what the, the the thing is, right? Before we move uh, on to finish with the parks and rec topic, the thing that, that is the funniest to me, I'd say this was about five years ago, so maybe I was 19, 20, and I had a lot of friends that were maybe 15, 16 there, and you know, we're we're playing tennis together, so now we're talking, whatever. And they don't use man, like, sup, man, how's it going, man? They they don't use man. So when I would start using it, they would actually make fun of it as if it was a foreign term. And I just thought that was so – like, that's so – like, when we text Ryder every third message, either there's pal, buddy, or man. Usually it's man for my end. But, like, yeah. it, it's so funny that they wouldn't actually think that man – I mean, it's just so different. But to get laughed at for using man and having it pushed back was pretty interesting, I got to say.
1: Yeah, that sounds like a big uh, cultural difference there. I would probably be making fun of them for not saying "man" and "bro" and you know what's up. Come on.
0: On the bride, show, some love to your pals. <laughs> yeah, no, I, no, all, everyone there is still cool, and you know, I got a lot of good family friends, and you know, so a couple people that might might be listening now. So when they do get to this part, I will say though, we do say "man." They say it to me now. I guess probably only me, or maybe it's more normal then now. <laughs> But it's like, sup, man? Oh, sup, man? You know, it's all good.
1: They say bruv. I like the bruv.
0: Bruv, yeah. Like, you hey, know,
1: bruv. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know, it you know, came up when I think of bruv. You know you know, the song Man's Not Hot? The Two plus two is four. Simple. My, oh,
1: yeah, of course. Big shock. That's, oh, yeah.
0: When I think of McMats.
1: bruv.
0: Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's the best. I mean, and that was all parody. He doesn't even work in music. I don't know what he does, but. That's just, man, man's not halt, never halt might be one of my, the best lines I've ever heard. When he was dissing Shaq, and all right, anyway, all right, so we're back to Parks and Rec, Ryer. Why don't you lead us <laughs> off? As we, we have the Filibuster, Season 6, Episode 5.
1: Yep, so another, well, uh, I don't know if I can say lame, but another weird Ben party is getting uh, happening. Uh, with his early 90s, very specific, early 90s. He he makes a comment that there's an REM album that's from the mid-90s that the DJ had, but not the early 90s. So, anyways, uh, there's, there's it's at the roller rink, everything like that, everyone's dressed up, and at the beginning of the episode, we see Jam trying to push for... Eagleton vote, basically Eagleton, which is now a part of Pawnee, to not be able to vote in the un- upcoming recall against Leslie Nope, effectively probably ending her stint as a city councilwoman because that's a huge uh, population that would almost surely vote her in because of what she did. Uh, we find out that that actually was not the case, but that's for another time. And so she wheels into the council room as Jam tries to do a secret meeting and get it passed, even though it was already voted to be tabled after the vote. And she has to wheel in and she goes on an all time filibuster wearing uh, roller skates and all because she's not allowed to sit down or else she'll yield her time.
0: Yeah, she so got uh, the, the suspenders to show the early 90s. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot to unpack. I mean, I think a lot of the greatness of the episode, as great as Leslie's performance was, definitely falls to the party, which we'll get to. But, I mean, you watch Leslie, and maybe my favorite part, though, is every time she gets three strikes, when she slips up and Councilman Jam just bangs the gong. Councilman Hauser's like, what are you doing? Like, it's a banging the gong for dramatic effects. Like that, that's one of the only times I actually ever liked Jeremy Jam. I, I mean, I hate him for, what he, for setting this up. But that was a great thing with the gong. I'm not gonna lie, that was pretty great.
1: For sure. I mean, Jim is just a great heel, so adding in that little bit there is is it makes part of the episode even better.
0: Yeah, and some of the impressive parts of, of Leslie's thing. So she didn't get three strikes. She couldn't eat. She had to talk nonstop the whole time. Some you or me is just fun. we're just fine doing that, although not under those circumstances. You know, she she uh, went on a rant about cake by accident, and then she wanted cake. Jam, literally just out of nowhere makes a frozen margarita. Like, I guess that's possible. <laughs> just, just 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 whip it out. And then she's going to drink it. She's like, no, oh, I'm Leslie. Nope. And so I'm going to say nope to that. And so she does. Nope with an N, of course. And, I mean, she, she sits to take off the roller skates about 10 minutes in. Eight minutes on roller skates is pretty good. The council comes in from Eagleton, and they want to – so shout-out to Chris Traeger. Obviously, it's part of his job, but he was there with Ben and Leslie for support. And he says, this is literally the best thing I've ever watched. I've literally never been so excited before. That was his line. But he goes to hug the other guy when they all come in, saying that they're with Leslie. He's like, "Ah, oh, that's great. We want to do this so we can have our own candidate run. It's like, can I take back that hug? And the guy smiles, right and he
1: says, too late. You already hugged me. <laughs> exactly so yeah we find out at the end of the episode that indeed letting eagleton's vote will not help leslie but will uh you know possibly cause her downfall even more because everyone hates her and pawnee for whatever reason i don't know if you know because they have no appreciation for her because they want she wants them to be healthy and thrive and then now eagleton her greatest achievement is not gonna help her because they want their own representation.
0: Yeah, and then as a result of all this, who does she get to go who does who's the actress that, that she gets to go against? Kristen Bell, Sarah Marshall, who everyone just wants to forget about again. And uh Ain't plays Ingrid DeForest, uh, and not not a great character on the show, not gonna lie, but you know that happens, but all right, all right, right. Let's let's transition to the party itself. Which- shout
1: out, sorry, shout out Leslie Nope though, because even though knowing that letting Eagleton vote will effectively end her uh, stint as a city councilwoman, she protects everyone's right to vote
0: especially right now we're not we're not this is going to take zero political turn but shout out to that i,
1: I didn't say anything beyond no, I know, what no, i
0: said i know i know i know i, know. I, I am it, after what we saw a night ago that's it's just it's good to see that that that, that, that that's it all right, all right so we go to the party which ben never actually made it to the funny thing so here's here some early notes ryer before we get into the nitty-gritty of the party I noticed Andy rocking, although he's never talked about the Pacers, ever. He still had the Pacer, wearing a custom Pacer jersey with an early 2000s. I guess this is very Andy. It's a custom Dwyer Pacer jersey with a jersey they wore in the early 2000s, not the 90s. I, 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 I do keep track of Pacers jerseys, not not outside the show. Sam? I don't. <laughs> you don't? <laughs> uh, fake. Nice. No, <laughs> okay, uh, no. Nah.
1: Then, pinstripes, all oh, right. It was the yellow with the pinstripes. Oh, it didn't have the pin. It didn't have. Uh, oh. Okay. It did
0: back then. They had the pinstripes, but his okay. jersey didn't. It's the same right. jersey, Mark. For some reason, it's also double zero. Why don't you give it a number? Mark Brandanowitz rocks the same jersey to season two Halloween, which is why it caught my. Oh,
1: head. I do remember that jersey now. Now you got to rock the pinstripes. Those are way better jerseys.
0: <laughs> Absolutely, hundred percent. I don't have. I have. I've not gotten a Pacer shirt in about eight years. But when I do eventually get a jersey, because I like someone they have, I'll make sure to get the pinstripes. I'll I'll find a way. But Wyatt Ben can't jump, Ryder. They flashed that sign for a second and a half. But how great was that in the last, maybe a second? Just, I mean, it's it's a play on white men can't jump. And for Ben to have a name that fits Ben, Wyatt Ben can't jump. That was – Genius on so many creative levels. I hope Roy Hibbert was on the creative team for that one.
1: Yeah, for sure. All-time movie, and that was a, that was an all-time sign, even though I don't see him being much for watching that movie based on his likes and dislikes.
0: No, I don't. I don't if he was watching that movie, it was probably a double date with – they probably had a mini dinner party, and they had Andy and April over, him and Leslie. Or you go way back to – Nationally, sure they weren't friends because he got him kicked off the show. Never mind. But <laughs> I was gonna say Mark because Mark's a big Pacer fan and got him tickets at one point. Anyway, it must have been a double date. The movie was on in the background while Andy and April just went to went to go make out in one of the broom closets of the house, and they just got stuck watching the movie. That's probably how it happened.
1: I could see Ben Wyatt, though, being like a bowling guy because it's one of the athletic feats he can actually do because all he needs to do is roll the ball down the alley. Not taking anything away from bowlers, you know, especially that video of that guy, what a legend, where he says, who do you think you are? I am. (laughs) Best video. Well, Mark, Uh,
0: you can that a lot.
1: Yeah, I mean, I never get tired of seeing it. So the only other video I, I don't get sick of as of, uh, a week ago is uh Sir Pur, you call him that. You see <laughs> that one yet? If you I, haven't seen it, Robbie Anderson on the sideline of oh, the yeah. Oh, Sir yeah. Pur. Sir Car? Yeah. What's okay. that bear doing? But anyways, uh so maybe he watched Kingpin and he's just a big Woody Harrelson fan. I you know, I'm I'm
0: definitely down with that. You know, Woody Harrelson is is very underrated as an actor. Maybe not. I think we think that anyone who doesn't do marquee movies every year is underrated as a, and that's, which I'm just going to say, last, last off topic thing, Ryer, it was, uh, I don't know what, I think it was about two weeks ago, there was a basketball game. Mike Green was working with Jeff Van Gundy and Mike and Mark Jackson. You may have seen this. They started calling the Flint, someone called the Flintstones underrated. I, I don't know how, oh, because Bam Bio's name of Bam Came from Bam Bam when he was one, and then it stuck. And then they are talking about the Flintstones, and Mike's or Mark or Mike was like, "This show is so underrated." And then Jeff and Gunn's like, "Who's calling it underrated? Why is this show underrated?"
1: That's a classic Greenie take, though. He takes the mo- he says the most safe things ever, and you know, or something that people set on for four years, and then he waits till it's undeniably true and then he hops on the bandwagon so that's just that's how he rolls sometimes i think
0: yeah, it's, it's hard you know you gotta as the play-by-play guy you, you don't want to especially on a national broadcast not to take away from our subjects here you want to keep it on the straight and narrow and let the color guys break it down and then and for some reason in my head when this was going on i was thinking of the jetsons and then so when they asked who the most underrated who your favorite character was and and gundy said barney it didn't hit me until 20 minutes later who he was talking about, which is a big, big L for me because I was thinking, oh, Elroy for sure. Like, oh, no, Barney. Who's Barney? Fred's best friend. Oh, of course, the bowling, the bowling man Fred's friend. Duh. But, yeah, that was not a good moment for me.
1: Anyways, back to the party. <laughs>
0: yeah so a subplot i like here it's more it's kind of in the main plot with tom and nadia and someone that's clearly out of tom's league as we say as tom is quoted as as a tradition (laughs) uh, she it's like she's in the she's an nba player i work in the muffler shop next door to the stadium
1: yeah for sure uh,
0: good for him for making it work before she went to rwanda but I mean, I like that. I like the, their plan at the end to steal the bear from Anne. That might have been the best part of of, uh, of their togetherness of that episode. Yeah,
1: that that was a great uh, piece of the episode there. And yeah, she was a good, you know, little fling for Tom. And I, I
0: guess she never came back because Tom is uh, not holding out for her anymore.
1: I wonder if she was supposed to come back and something happened behind the scenes because. Her character is very similar to, you know, who Tom – who yep. another one of Tom's love interests that ends up coming into play. So I'm wondering if, you know, it was supposed to – and it's kind of the same story arc, too.
0: Yeah, like,
1: cool girl he really likes, has a lot of fun with, goes away. And then, you know, maybe was her arc supposed to be that she came back eventually? Because, I mean, I can't imagine she was going to Rwanda forever, but – uh yeah that's that's my thoughts there I'm curious if that something happened maybe behind the scenes there
0: uh, well that's a great I just had last distraction Ryan you saying Rwanda and then forever just yeah uh, I know I Chat with Bozeman Wakanda forever because the, the, when you the way you said that made it sound exactly the same I just couldn't let that go by The shout out to him and shout out to uh to him doing all those movies you know obviously Black Panther and Marshall 21 Bridges with the cancer. He did all of them with it. One of the greatest acting talents we had of the last twelve years, hands down. Maybe the best if you put his work against anyone else.
1: Maybe for sure. And I had, uh, you know, some comments about this on my other podcast, the recap. And yeah, shout out Chadwick Boseman one of my favorite actors in recent years, and can't <laughs> believe he did what he did. That's that's all time, and it's all time. And screw cancer. I hate
0: it. Absolute worst thing. 100%. But no, he was was fantastic. Always be remembered. It's just too bad. We won't get any more films of his. But all right, getting back to it. uh, Two other, or one other note here to to point out before we, uh, we close out the show, Ryer, is Ron and Donna just out here. Donna crushing the hunting game that they have. Ron not able to get a single buck. Then they go real hunting and they're eating their their catch. I don't know how they got it ready that fast. I'll say, <laughs> but yeah, they they did. And so they're eating. All all is good. And then then Don and Ron's like, this is so much better than the game. Don is like, you want to go do it? it's like, yep. So then they walk in with, you see all the quarters they had. That that was a life sized bag of quarters. Two
1: of them. When it only cost what fifty cents to play it's incredible Oh no big buck hunter that's an expensive one that's a dollar dollar 25 easy
0: so t- 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 oh,
1: have you played oh <laughs> if there's big buck hunter in the the bar or restaurant i'm at i'm on i'm on the stick sack i'm on the sticks
0: and we're gonna have to get going i get nick offerman ron aka ron swanson on here to take you take you 1v1 let's see how that goes maybe that, that could be the uh the big conclusion of the pod, whenever that is, however many seasons away that is, maybe that's how it ends. You versus uh, Ron Swanson. Winner, winner gets the rights to the podcast.
1: Okay, sounds good to me. Winner gets a steak at St. Elmo's.
0: <laughs> winner gets a steak at St. Elmo's and gets to use the cabin that he gave to April for free instead of selling to someone else for a million for a weekend.
1: Ooh, I want that more than steak. Maybe that's, right. that'll be my wager. How about the steak is cooked
0: and brought to you hot at the cabin. That works for me. Okay. And, and what, what's the side going to be, though? Re- important question. Are you going to go run and go bacon on the side? Are you going to get a real, like, a filling side?
1: Oh, no. It's got to be either mashed potatoes with some gravy or a little rice pilaf on the side. And then some, like, asparagus or something.
0: Wow, right? Really? Avoiding the fries. That, that's, that's impressive. That's, that was a bait. That's impressive. I'll give you a rice pilaf. A man, everyone in Maine eats rice pilaf, then.
1: Or uh, I do all the time. Love it. Love rice pilaf. It's great.
0: I, I can't. I had can't- some
1: earlier today, actually.
0: Yeah, I mean, the, just, the shape of it just just makes you just makes you happy. You know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, I know. I got you.
0: It's, but uh, it, it was something. But bringing it all back, you know, we've talked about the greatest bachelor party, five bachelor parties ever thrown by the great Chris Traeger I hasn't transcended the nicknames yet. He talked about Gareth Keenan, David Brent, and the other characters other than Dawn, who we cannot name from the office UK because their names are not made clear in the first episode. Probably easier to watch it on a TV. I watch everything on my laptop, nevertheless. And then we talked about the filibuster. So before we, we close out here, Ryer uh, anything you want to add about either show or what viewers uh, should look forward to in this longer second season more than six episodes
1: um well they shouldn't look forward to more office uk talk unless it's from zach because i will not be watching that show ever again uh unless he asks me if he really wants me to i will i'll i'll uh you know do the thing where i gotta clip my eyes open and just force myself to watch it (laughs) but anyways uh yeah more great episodes i actually just finished I don't know, maybe three, four days ago, the full rewatch of Parks and Rec since the first time I watched it all the way through. Uh, Yeah, I hopped in around season four or five live, so I watched it live up until it ended and then hadn't seen it since it ended and fully rewatched it starting at season six for some reason, I don't know why, uh, (laughs) just to get myself back into it and then started over from the beginning got through this first couple seasons and was on my way uh if you want to watch it it's leaving netflix tomorrow so wait what I get, you got a long night tomorrow oh, yeah. yeah it's going to peacock they're taking it all back we, we 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 recorded on a good day yep for sure so just finish that so i we'll have a bunch of good episodes to pick out and talk about in future.
0: All right, so for Ryder Smith, I am Zach Weiss. This has been the latest installment of Swanson versus Schroots with the office It's of Parks and Rec.